ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Deep Half Podcast. Uh, in today's episode, we talk, uh, we discuss Danny's hard of hearing issues. We uh, we touch on teleportation, but we call it by another name. And uh, we also discuss jujitsu, a lot of it, anywhere from white belt training, nicknames that we've gotten, um, and a little more. Also, we lose Danny there, but we uh, we find them at the end. So stay tuned for that. Enjoy. saying say tougher words I the toughest word for me to hear and I confuse the most is if you were to say seven and eleven at the same time and they would just be like uh, it's like brain malfunction the computer on computer roll the computer just hit control delete and then hit like three other pounds right at the same time and it doesn't know what to do and it's just like shut down but stay on at the same time and they're kind of like fighting this battle and stuff like that Basically because the two words just came in sounding exactly the same. Story of my life. I mean, not my entire life. I've only been deaf by five, six years. It's not oh that bad. Oh, my God. You I mean, like I, feel like, I feel like such a pussy sometimes, honestly, because I'm not even, like, full deaf. I'm considered hard of hearing. Like, but it's easier for me to say deaf yeah. to people. Yeah. But when I say deaf to people, they're expecting to hear, like, uh, ooh, uh, uh, oh, ah. Don't make me oh, laugh so you're at saying that. good morning. I get it. Yeah. But no, it's just like, I feel like a pussy owning up to death sometimes because honestly, I'm just like HOH is what they call it in the insider gang. That's right. HOH. Hard of hearing. But, um, it's, uh, there, there is, there is a subtle difference. There was between. one time, like when I first became deaf, hard of hearing. Like I feel like whenever I would see another hard of hearing person or someone hearing it, I feel like I could relate to them. Like, oh my god, look, we both have this thing, right? Yeah, I bumped into a guy who was like straight freestyle sign languaging <laughs> at such a fast pace that I was just like, you know what? It was nice meeting you. And then I just walked away like I just lost a freestyle battle. (laughs) With your head hanging low, like, oh. The hearing aid makes hearing possible for me. So, like a scenario like we're in right now, I don't hear that well because we're using technology and stuff like that. To make a phone call, I wouldn't hear that well. Stuff like that. If I were to order um, Mexican food at a Spanish restaurant, um, the uh, Spanish women, the really tiny ones, have a tenacity for speaking really low. So they do this thing like they were like, it's only low. You know what? How about I give you 10 bucks and you just give me the change? Just seems like the easier way of handling it. <laughs> But probably the worst thing 
is with the mask right now, it's like we're both um, gassed. Uh, because yeah. we're both trying to see through these masks. So there's this there's this bagel spot down the street. There's a bagel spot across the street from where I buy comics at regularly and down the street from my jiu-jitsu school at frequent because they have really exotic cream cheeses. Like Ooh. guacamole cream cheese is dope. Pesto cream cheese is dope. Olive oil cream cheese, as weird as it sounds, is also No, dope. that sounds hella good. Um, so I'll go there and get a bagel or a sausage burrito. But I kid you not, like, the communication barrier between two people who have masks on and one of them is deaf is just like, oh, my God. There's one time this guy gave me a fucking cream cheese bagel inside of a burrito. And I'm like, what the fuck? How did you like, how did you get to this conclusion that I wanted a bagel inside of a breakfast burrito? And it's just this fucking huge mound of like burrito. <laughs> it was like the size of like, um, I don't know, what's bigger than a human brain? It was the size <laughs> of that. And now I'm just like, fuck. Because now I'm trying to eat this with my hands and it's not, not even possible. So I don't tip them. <laughs> Just angry about the work they gave you. I wouldn't tip. I wouldn't tip if I was that angry. Shit. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna tip someone who, if I order a breakfast burrito and a cream cheese bagel, and somehow like something goes off in their head and they think that I want. <laughs> A bagel inside of a burrito. I'm gonna make I'm one not tomorrow. Tipping you. If that's if that's literally what happens, I'm not tipping you. <laughs> I'm gonna make there one was tomorrow. another time I ordered. You know how there's egg bagels. I love egg bagels. Yeah, yeah. So I ordered an egg bagel and I got an egg on a plain bagel, and I'm kind of like, hmm. I get it. There's just like one word missing here: egg on a bagel, or two words versus egg bagel. But somehow they like the way they computed it was just like plus on a in between egg and bagel. It's weird. It's kind of like you ever want you ever been to Dunkin' Donuts? Not yeah. for a long time, but yeah. I have been, yeah. You ever ordered food at Dunkin' Donuts? Uh I, I No. I, I usually just get black coffee. Let's just say you have, have ordered food at Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. It's the trippiest experience ever because it's like you're ordering straight off the menu. You're not getting too complicated. Like you want, like you're ordering fajitas or something that are like medium <laughs> rare steak, right? Or something like that. Something that gets a little bit more complicated. Like how do you like your eggs, right? Well, at Dunkin' Donuts, it's almost like you order off the menu and they kind of stare at you like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what? I ordered a number one. Man, you can turn around and <laughs> it's literally a number. <laughs> what the sandwich right? is called is also the ingredients. Like you should <laughs> understand this menu better. You should understand this menu better than anyone else who comes in here. So here's the trip. Yeah, but, I the, mean, ordering at Dunkin' Donuts is almost as like the people taking your order have been like transported from wherever. I don't know. Say they're writing a book or a novel where they're just sitting here kind of just playing games on their phone. And just prior to taking your order, they were translocated 
right in front of you, right in front of this computer, in a Dunkin' Donuts randomly. <laughs> and you're giving them their order while they're still trying to comprehend what just happened to them. Yeah. Have you ever seen when them try to use I the touchscreen? Yeah. <laughs> them using the computer touchscreen, all, it always seems like somebody's in training. I've never seen somebody who knows what to do with the computer screen. Well, how long do you think people work at Dunkin' Donuts? Like, oh, the what, turnover rate's got to be incredible. Right? Like, probably everyone is constantly training because they just got there because the other people just left. Yeah. You know? They got translocated from their last job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And those people have now been translocated, I don't know, back to somewhere else. I was folding shirts at Macy's before this kind of thing. It's like Right? Yeah. yeah, I was just, I was in the cologne section just now and I don't. I don't know what you want from me, sir. There's donuts. Those are ready. <laughs> They're behind Those me. Are fucking done. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever asked them, like, like, uh, like even picking them out? It's like, uh, I want a toasted coconut, some Boston cream. You know, I'm getting a box. And, um, and they're kind of just, like, looking at me with that look that Danny's describing. And then they look behind them. And I don't know if it's just, like, the sheer number of donuts is very daunting. But it, they, it's never, like, they, they, it, there's no rhyme or reason where like yeah, the, do- like the donuts exactly are what I'm talking about. like you order a boston cream a classic donut i'm sure like humans in general know of boston cream right and if you were to go to dunkin donuts and order a dozen boston creams they wouldn't like be able to comprehend what you just said when that's pretty <laughs> like that's like what you would consider a pretty easy order you know what I mean? Yeah. A dozen Boston creams. That means twelve. Twelve of the Boston same Boston one. Cream. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, computer malfunction. Computer malfunction. Computer malfunction. And that's basically what ordering a Dunkin' Donuts is like. So not tipping them either. Not tipping them either. <laughs> no, only <laughs> only if you order quickly, right? I get it. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I was yawning. Running away. She was she was Lost. bored. She was yawning. I worked hard today. I beat people up today. Which is good. That is good. You beat people up? Like yeah. I beat people up for money today. You like hang them up from like the chains like in a meat packing area? And just beat no. their body red and pretend like they're like a like a title having bag. Is this me and Rocky? No, like um my my insurance doesn't cover beat, that. So wait, wait a second. You beat the meat <laughs> off? No, no, no. No. Not off. I I mean, I wouldn't get paid very much if they came off. That would be counterproductive. <laughs> Sir, here's your penis. You can pay on the way out. <laughs> Ziploc bags are free. Take this as we watched this. They're reusable. Um but also reusable Ziploc bags for your detachable penis. What? <laughs> what? Like if you got leprosy and your penis was the first thing to pull off and you just threw it in the Ziploc bag, so you prepared to be attached it to your body like it was a thumb in a war movie. <laughs> Put it in ice, you drinkers. <laughs> like Steve Brule's finger in the Halloween episode. 
Oh, pumpkins aren't preppets, but they can cut your fingers off. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, if you had leprosy and your dick was the first thing oh, to I'm fall saying, off. I'm no, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, if you got your finger blown off, we've seen this in war movies, it does die. You get something like 12 hours to get it reattached. Definitely Maybe not even more. I don't know. I'm making yeah. up these long. statistics. Right? <laughs> so you would take it. If, if my finger got blown off, let's say I'm, like, cutting a cigar, and perhaps I just completely confused the cigar with my finger, and it <laughs> lopped off part of my finger. A la Michael right? Jordan. Well, this is going to suck. I'm probably still going to smoke the cigar, but you know yeah. what? I'm going to take my finger and I'm going to put it into a Ziploc bag. One of the nicer ones, not that crispy shit that people put like sandwiches in in grade school when it like partly your sandwich is half out of it because it doesn't have a full Ziploc. I'm talking about that thing on the top, the white little knob that goes across. Yeah. yeah. With the purple with the purple front with the purple um frame. That's what I'm putting my finger in. And I'm going to put it on ice until later when we get to the doctor's office after I finish smoking some ice cigar. And I'm going to get that shit reattached back in now. You can probably you smoke know, the cigar on the way there. You don't, want, yeah. you don't want to waste too much time. So, but, what? I was like 17. And, oh, um, oh. Yeah. Oh, so um, we were drinking heavily and um, I was getting frozen strawberries out of one of those little cardboard box things that they used to come in i don't know if they still do or not i think they come in bags now whatever anyway i sliced the fucking shit out of my finger with a wustoff knife um i was slicing through something and i didn't even feel it go through my finger till it hit the bone you know what i mean like tang I felt, yeah i felt hella good so i stopped and i looked down and i'm like oh shit that's not good and like i could see like you know like skin fat muscle bone in my finger but we were drinking and so i just um compressed it with a dish towel and like wrapped like wrapped it around my finger really tight and held onto it and i just held my hand over my head all night and kept drinking and then i got stitches the next day i still got i still got all of them but they're mutilated (laughs) (laughs) i got them all they're just like like my fingertips are different shapes now from fucking popping my fingers open all the time and you ever end up in a scenario you like you know how guys have very masculine like rough hands you yes. ever end up in a scenario where you shake a guy's hand and your hand is significantly rougher and yes. more mutilated than his yes and it's like out. emasculating to them it's like taking yeah. it's like taking whatever piece of manhood they had in their body and absorbing it into yourself and crushing it in my tiny man hands yeah <laughs> yeah I, i'm, like I'm afraid that actually happens a lot you know, like I'm working on people at work and I go down and I start working in, in, into the hands, people's hands are fucked up a lot, you know, but like you get these hands out there that are just like, and here I'm going off on this shit again. It's like a pale dead fish. I don't want you to touch me with your pale dead fish hands. <laughs> yeah. That's a, oh. It's, it's like, sh- it's like, it's like shaking a woman's hand and walking away with your tail behind your legs and just deciding you're going to spend the rest of the night in the toilet. Urinal. <laughs> Not crying, but just basking in your own like lack of self. No, that's a lot of introspective thinking there, man. Yeah, it's full <laughs> existential crisis. Her hands were so manly. Yeah, it's 
It's sort of like looking in a mirror, but you're actually just looking at your lap. Well, at least your penis is bigger than hers. Most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, mm, that's how you make a man feel good, right? Any man who's listening to this and you have a um, I'm drawing a blank on it, like less than satisfactory um, parts for your car. Um, basically, what Juice Bitch is saying right now is no matter how um, less than satisfactory parts for your car, uh, this is in quotation marks right now because honestly, I just mean small penis. Um, <laughs> at least your penis is bigger than hers. It's true. It's true. That guy today that said, uh, um, I'll let you choke me. That's a feel-good story. Yeah. Well, I'm here to, like, help, help, <laughs> you know. Bo- I'm boosting morale. That's what's happening. Don't worry. Your dick's still bigger than mine. So, got that going for you, buddy. Chin up. <laughs> <laughs> Life's worth living. All right, buddy. <laughs> I think that helps, too. If you if you call him buddy champ, it's okay, champ. You're, you're still in there, buddies. It's all right. With a soft shoulder punch. <laughs> yeah, little yeah. yeah, that one chin chucking. Ah, you're all right. Okay. Well, and I mean, on on the flip side of that, like I don't care how big your dick is, dude. If you have pale fish, dead, floppy hands nah what are those uh those flat fish with the eyes on top that are flounders like, uh, is it flounder? flounders and halibut yeah like i'm curious do you ever like you know how like small dudes like have like big at 350s like yeah. fucking ford jesus christ it's a fucking ford it doesn't matter how big it is it's a piece of shit um <laughs> But do you ever think like, oh my god, he's got such a nice truck that I don't even care how size, how like how big his penis might be, or is it no. complete like compensating, and it's blatantly obvious? Yeah, no, no, I don't. I've never looked at somebody's vehicle and been like, I'm fucking that guy, because his car is hot. Really? <laughs> swear to God, never. What if it was an '86 thing, right? What if it was a '68 thing, right? No, I don't care. It's the man driving. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I totally also, would do it for if, six Wait, years. wait. That was a too short song. She ain't tripping on you. She's trying to fuck your car. See? It's the difference between trying to fuck somebody's car and trying to fuck the guy driving it, I think. I think so. I heard that on a rap song once. But not even like the classic Bronco convertible? Um, My daughter's dad actually has an 85 Blazer. <laughs> like, <laughs> A convertible Bronco. That's the 85 Blazer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you called it. I can't believe I called that. I get it. Shit, I get it. I get it. Girl, I don't blame you. I'm I'm, I'm just saying. I'm literally saving up for one. That's going to be my new motorcycle. (laughs) 
Hey, go for rides in the blazer. It's fun. It is fun. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Very analog I You know, I'm just, I'm really pissed off at myself. The last car I bought, I had to buy in a hurry because my old truck finally, like, succumbed to its the cost of repairing the truck was no longer like justifiable given its value, you know, but um, I I had to run out and buy a car immediately because I had to get to work the next day. And I bought a a Jetta, you guys, I drive a Volkswagen Jetta and it hurts me. Like every time I go get in my car, I'm like, Oh, it's you. You became a Valley girl. It's horrible. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it. It's gray. Oh, you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very so, subtle. Oh, it's. I mean, unfortunately, it's covered in dog hair and dog spit, which is it makes it feel more like, you know, it, like an authentic vehicle. I was but say a car character, yeah. Yeah, but it's a lie. <laughs> My car is a lie. It's depressing. Yeah. yeah. You ever get in scenarios where you feel like you're more masculine than the man you're speaking to? Uh, often, yeah. No, and and you know, I mean, so, um, I'm the oldest of six kids, and my dad didn't have a son until like three kids in, and by then I was already twelve. You know what I mean? And so, like, finally at like twelve years old my dad gets a son and as I'm growing, he like suddenly looks at me and he's like, why are you not more feminine? And I'm like, I don't know, dad, you want to go wrench on the car? Like, do you want to go shoot some shit this weekend? I don't know why, how I got here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's on me though. So do do you think you'd accept a marriage proposal if the man gave you a quarter inch socket? No. (laughs) <laughs> at least it's not metric um, I mean it's, it's the rarest piece of metal it's the rarest piece of metal known to man it's the rarest piece of metal 14 millimeter or quarter inch socket because <laughs> they don't even use that shit anymore yeah no um, yeah no no I don't think I would accept a marriage like proposal. fuck diamond quarter, like 14 millimeter inch socket and you're just like, God damn, where did you find this? Hey, Is this hey hot guy. Australia? <laughs> I don't Let's know. Find... Where you find quarter inch, like 14 millimeters. I guess Australia, maybe. Let's go look. I want to look this up. How how much is that? $4. You ever, like, <laughs> uh, you train with white belts? Like yeah, I train with white belts. Sometimes you, really you have like, feel like an issue with training white belts. Do I feel what? You wet? What did you say? No, I literally just translated. I feel wet. That's <laughs> not okay. <laughs> I can't. No. That's dog slobber. That's you, dog slobber. Wait, don't, don't say that either. <laughs> <It does. laughs> Yeah, it's a double entendre. We don't have HR here, but I'm going to go ahead and say. Somebody call HR. This is getting out of control. Guys, guys, we got to rein it in. Yeah. You can start screaming about how wet we are. DM messages. (laughs) So, no, you said, do you train with white belts? Not even that. (laughs) (laughs) 
don't even know why I have a notebook in front of me. I haven't been writing at it or anything like that. I'm just looking at it constantly. Why don't you draw something during the podcast? Just yeah. anything oh, you want. We can post those. Yeah, yeah man. Like, yeah, podcast like doodles. Podcast doodles. Seriously. What is what do we got there? That looks like from this angle it looks like a a chemistry formula. It looks like yeah. Physics math. I was like, is, does that say it's moles me. on it? It's advanced calc. Boo. Boo to that. I burnt, you guys. <gasps> yes, it is. I'm more masculine than most of the men I talk to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, like shaking his hand. He's like, wow, I can take your girl too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Damn, homie. Dang. Yes. Pipe fitters. We know where you're at. You know who you I know. Are. Fucking welders. Welders are the new forklift certified guys. If you can if Ooh. you can weld well, then you know. That's that's manhood. I asked the guy today if he was a certified uh forklifter and I caught him completely off guard and he just said yes immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was like I was walking by, I was, hey man, are you certified forklifter? And I just kept walking. He's like, yeah, wait, what? Yes. Huh? Whatever. What? Yeah. Sure. Sure. But I want to get back to rolling with white belts. What was what was that? Yeah, I'm just kind of, there's getting a lot of like, like people who are offensive to um, won't train with white belts. And I'm just trying to get to the bottom of that. Um, I agree, honestly. If the white belt weighs 120 pounds, that's literally like almost a third of men. Um, actually, I'm wrong. I do not weigh 300 pounds. 360. I not get in your head. I weigh like 240. Um, so it's like a half of me almost. That type of person, mm, I'm not really fond of like training with, but like it's something about like white belts. I don't have an issue with training with them, per se. Um, if they're gonna poke me in my eye six, seven times, then I'm probably gonna grab them by their hair. That's <laughs> something very specific. You got somebody in mind? So that one guy keeps poking me in my fucking eye. Yeah, I'm gonna rip that ponytail right the fuck off. Man bun. Probably has a man bun. You just translated it as Pokemon. <laughs> God damn these captions. How the fuck do the yeah, captions no. know what Pokemon is? <laughs> fuck out of here, captions. No, I was actually captions. having a conversation after you just I feel like I'm having a different conversation that I'm actually having. That's got to be trippy. Mm, you, you should. It's what, like kind of hearing this, too. But, Jay, what is your take on white belts? Do you train with them? Do you kick them to the side? Um, what do you think? I haven't oh man, that was a great fart. Baba Ganoush. Baba Ganoush ass motherfucker. Oh yeah, it's all that Baba. Yeah, you're right. So, um, white belts. Uh, when I trained, I like do I like doing fundamental classes in general because it's uh you, when you do advanced classes for a while, you tend to forget the basis like you you cheat you know you you cut corners and stuff like that so i like to do the fundamental classes to kind of drill the basics because the basis is you know they that's what gets you to where you got to go so 
I don't mind rolling with them. I don't mind teaching them. I don't mind taking the time to like walk them through moves during rolling sessions. Um, but you know, if if you're kind of going hard and I'm unable to control you for whatever reason, and you start like doing like the elbow thing or That's like your fair. fingers are flying everywhere, you know, we'll have a conversation. <laughs> if it continues, then like look forward to like. Ezekiel's, uh, head and arm chokes, uh, triangles. Uh, my favorite to do is like an omoplata where you, j- where you just don't finish it. And then you're just kind of like rolling into the person sitting on them, rolling into the person sitting on them. And it's kind of like just, yeah. So ragdolling yeah, them a little. Basically, just a little. Nothing crazy. Nobody's going to get hurt. Nothing's going to pop out. But it's, you know, it's one of those things where. You, you kind of have to respect the mat. Respect, I mean, but all white belts, I mean, I, I did wild shit when I was a white belt too, you know, but people would teach me in their own way. And eventually, you know, you, you sand down those rough edges and then you become, like if you keep going, you're obviously going to become somebody that knows what to do on the mats, so to speak. Or just, yeah, the etiquette. Well, just call me your tits, dude. Yeah. So... Considering jujitsu is basically a hierarchy system, I mean the belt system is literally a sense of hierarchy. That's an MLM. Yeah, I told that. Don't correct me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, do you think you're better than white belts? Who me? Absolutely, right. Uh, better in what sense? Like technique-wise, I would. I mean, I would a hope better, so. a better stature and figure than them. Hmm. Uh, nah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've ever actually thought about it. Most most of the time, I'm just you know, I'm just there to have a good time. I don't. I don't buy into the whole. I'm. I'm better than you because I'm a purple belt, or I think I'm better than you. Hmm. You know, people. I mean, there's guys that come in there, wrestlers. You know, and they and they'll teach you like a a new, you know, nuanced uh, approach to a single leg or something like that. And this guy's a white belt, or this guy's a blue belt. You know, somebody. You know. If you're a person that has lived experiences, you're able to bring something to the table. So, not that you're peers per se, but you know. So you're saying like the main difference isn't exactly anything, but you've spent more time on the mat, and you might understand techniques and positions and stuff like that better. Yeah, I mean, I've learned stuff from everybody, you know. So I I try not, you know, I don't be a dick. Rule number one. So. Well, but do you think you're a better person now than you were when you were a white belt? Have you improved? Have you become a better version of yourself since you were a white belt? I mean, because. I kind of always look at white belts as like sort of like raw material. Yeah. Um, um, Like they don't understand things. They don't get shit like that. They're sort of like raw material sort of like a raw piece of chicken or like a piece of unmolded clay. And it sort of like has potential to be something beautiful and something great and could be eventually like a really good training partner and tough opposition. But in the particular moment, they're nothing but a block of clay and they're going to act exactly like a block of clay or a piece of raw chicken. If it had knives. And it comes down to a matter of like... (laughs) And I think you guys get this, is that are they willing to adjust, willing to learn, willing to become better? 
because I think we've all encountered people who are just kind of like going to be in that mindset of just going through the motions forever and ever. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Those people who are advancing somehow, like their belt rank is going up, but you can tell they just have no no soul in it. There's nothing. They're not taking it home and like getting mind blown. You know, it's just, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. Is that what a hobbyist is? Probably not. That's not fair to hobbyists. No, I feel like hobbyists are a lot more passionate. Do you get, do you get yeah. called hobbyists at your school or do you have any like nicknames at your school? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than the obvious shit bag. No, they, they, don't, they don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> My school didn't even know this. Or do this. they call you Tony with a Y? No. Because um, you're big dick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> and my man hands big dick tony um, <laughs> what's going on big dick tony <laughs> i wish that was my nickname, it's a great nickname. i want that to be my my new you nickname know? please everyone from now on refer to me as big dick tony thank you um <laughs> this is how nicknames are born <laughs> no um big dick tony. they just call me snack or snake at at my gym. I don't know. You take that as a compliment? Snake? Yeah, I guess so. I just, I have a very distinct jujitsu style, I guess. I guess that's fair. I don't know. Snake is kind of just like rat where I'm from. It's like rat? It's like rat. It's like yeah. Snake. Rat. Yeah. He's a snake. He's a rat. rat. You fucking take everything wrong way and you break all the codes. Nah. Um, one of the Brazilian guys that I train with was laughing. He he was purple belt. The younger kind of like the Russian train with bears. Yes, actually, yeah. I used to see even when I was a little kid. Yeah. What is your nickname, Jay? Uh, I don't know. Bear. They used to call me Bear. Teddy Bear. I'm a Aww. big goofy guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was <laughs> when I was coming up, I was a teddy bear, and then like once, uh, once they switched schools, they just called me Bear. <laughs> this big motherfucker, he's ba- look at a bear. Look at him. I, I was like, yeah. I also have feelings, guys. Yeah. yeah like I'm a person. Call me Teddy Bear. Yeah, something. Like something nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I like in my younger days, like I was nice to people. I wouldn't put all my weight on them. I'd try, you know. I was like overly nice. He's like, you're too fucking nice. And you're like a teddy bear. And that shit stuck. Even though I was like <laughs> junior gym enforcer. They're like, oh, you're soft on these guys. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not the dick by nature. It's hard for me to just be mean to people I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it takes getting used to, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm like, go ahead it. and just put your forearm on that guy's face and just smash it into the mat. He yeah. likes it. Yeah, if he doesn't end up with Gieburn by the time you guys are done, you're doing fucking sub- like Sabata's after class. I was like, all right, lame ass. What about you, Danny? What's your gym nickname? Um, I had a few. Um, originally, it was just kind of like Redneck because it was from upstate, and I didn't <laughs> want to treat camo too much. But I um, tried pretty hard for two nicknames. The first one was uh, Suburban Zombie. The second one was Power Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I was originally a big guard player, 
And I kind of like the idea of like, all right, like imagine if I'm introduced as like Danny Power Bottom Patrick. Like my opponent would be so like underestimating me because you just heard the nickname Power Bottom. That like I come in here and now I'm gonna scrap the shit out of him and like totally so far in his head already with just the nickname Power Bottom. Oh and God. Power Bottom it did actually last for about two weeks and then it just went back to um redneck <laughs> and I also had Deadpool for a little bit when the first Deadpool movie came out. One of the younger kids changing in the locker room before uh, our class asked me what my name was, and I told this group of like six, seven, de- um, six, seven kids in the um, kids class. You refer to me only as Deathpool. <laughs> that kind of stuck for a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, for a short time, I was only known in my school as Deathpool. Fan fucking tastic. Um, but what I think is like kind of wild, like. Um, what's like the worst thing you could call your kids? The the worst thing that. we got you quiet any, and like, actually like, thought about yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, like, like I literally have like my fingers folded and interlaced over my chest name. as I'm thinking about it. Like the worst thing you could call your kids. You call your kids kids. <laughs> thing i don't know yeah i don't know is anything dehumanizing yo, kid. yo yeah mini muffin me version one version of me we like what i'm saying is uh here we go when i had when i dormed in college we had both taken like a semester of pretty easy classes because we did all the tough classes so me and my roommate both had a set of like like 14 semester 14 credits of like pretty easy classes and they were all kind of time to where we only had to show up that midday. We had jobs, but they were also pretty easy jobs. I remember I was actually an extra in movies. So we had a lot of time to ponder and one night we were trying to figure out what is the worst thing um, a father could call his son. So, what do you two think is the worst thing a father could call his son? According to Johnny Cash, it's Sue. It's who? Sue. A boy named Sue. Yeah. A boy named Sue. Oh, like Johnny Cash. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Isn't it Betty Sue or Peggy Sue? Just Sue. No, I don't know. I mean, we're thinking of two different songs. Maybe. Well, actually, I'm thinking of Elvis or Bobby Buddy Holly. (laughs) I mean, but there was the Oak Ridge Boys did that song, Bobby Sue. That was the Oak Ridge Boys. Jay, what? Jay, you have two sons. What's the worst thing you think you can call them? Um, like anything mean. Anything mean spirited. Anything that dehumanizes your children, yeah. I think. Because honestly, I can call my kids like fuck stick and shit stain and stuff like that, but I do it out of love. Like we're all laughing because fuck stick and shit stain is can be funny. 
it's all in the spirit of how it's done. Right. If you're like it, I call it it. We spent three days trying to figure this out. What's the worst thing a father could call a son? What's worse than shit saying and Sue? And we came to the conclusion that the worst thing to call your son is squirt. Squirt. <laughs> I called the dog squirt. Let that sing in and think about that for a second. A father calling his son squirt. Hey, squirt. Come on, squirt. Wasn't that like vernacular back in like the 50s and 60s? I don't know because I'm not from them, but I feel like. Chief, champ. I want to say so I, much different than squirt. Black Come and on, white squirt. Dennis the Menace. I feel like somebody called somebody else squirt. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But still, yeah. it's hor it's horrible. It's horrible, Howard. It's horrible. <laughs> Fucking squirt. What's up, squirt? <laughs> hey, squirt. With a wink. Then you wake up yeah. the mom. Wake up Come the on, mom, squirt. Wake up the kid. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, a little squirt. <laughs> little squirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That is solid. That is solid bro science. Squirt. Squirt fucking sucks. Right? I call the dog squirt, you guys. Come on, squirt. <sighs> I call her Squirtle, though, I think. I don't, you know, Squirt is short for Squirtle. <laughs> is it now? <laughs> <laughs> no, now it's ruined. <laughs> Great. Everything's ruined. Did what, did you, <laughs> Danny, okay. what did your dad call you growing up? What did your dad call you growing up? Danny, wake up. Danny, look look at the captions. Shira, shit rock. <laughs> Death pool. Look up. Death pool. Death pool. <laughs> He's gonna be Death pool from now on. And just to reiterate, Big Dick Tony. Thank you. Big Dick Tony. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. If Big Dick Tony. What was the other nickname? He said Death pool, but what was before Death pool, but after Redneck? Power bottom, power Danny, bottom, power bottom, Patrick. That's the oh. one that we need to stick. That's <laughs> <laughs> say that again with a different tongue. That's the way use I a different need cadence <laughs> to stick. That's the one we need to stick. Oh, <laughs> that power bottom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danny, power bottom, Patrick bear we need to do something about your nickname jay we have to fix it yeah it was it was lazy on all parties involved you look just like a big bear i was like you know what i'll take it over teddy bear really i mean I like yes and no i mean teddy to me they're basically the it's like an evolution of a bear in jujitsu yeah yeah see yeah my nickname came from um one of my friends who's now a brown belt but it was reiterated by one of the brazilian guys who was a purple belt when i was a white belt <clears throat> and because i came to gb from a different school of thought right like a different training style mm -hmm. um they were sort of 
You train at GB, right? I do now, yes. How how close do you think GB is to socialism? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) It is nowhere near socialism. Do you want to know what my fucking rates are? Do you want to know what they charge you? Um, (laughs) There's no socialism there. It's actually an elite. It's it's very elitist. All I'm saying is I'm not racist. I'm not racist, but everyone at GB looks the same. For some reason, they all look the same. Um, It has nothing to do with the geese. No, no. Or does it? Or does it? Bum, bum, bum. I know, I see all these people. They're like, come do this key giveaway and it's going to be so fun. And I'm all, yeah. That must be nice. <laughs> I don't get to wear what I want. <laughs> oh, man, Dad says awful. I can't. <laughs> You're not going out dressed like that, young lady. That's what. That's what it's like. GB is GB is basically a Bob Dylan song waiting to happen. Not Bob Dylan. Um, fucking, who's piano man? Elton John. Billy Joel. Nah, piano man. Not piano man. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. All the good news is I probably won't listen to it then. No. (laughs) No. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's different. And I think it works really well for some people. I think for a lot of people, that's yeah. the whole point, right? Structure. It's, yeah. it's jujitsu for everybody. And um, that structure works really well for people. Like Jay, you were saying earlier, you don't mind drilling with white belts, you know, and making sure that you're keeping those fundamentals down and, and, you know, working that sort of system where you're like through repetition of movement mm-hmm. movement becomes more natural etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't actually learn very well that way so gb actually doesn't work that well for me i mean it works fine it's great it's good jujitsu it's it's great jujitsu um but i'm sort of a conceptual learner i'm better off with somebody telling me um don't worry about that just move my core and keep people out of your core. And then my whole brain explodes with movement potential instead of being sort of locked down into some rigid, like your arm goes here. This is how you arm bar. You know, it, it, it leaves yeah. more room for experimentation. And I'm, I'm far more comfortable in a conceptual environment rather than just some like ABC one, two, three structure. I feel like depending on the school and the instructors, they, like their yes. their approach will kind of dictate the atmosphere. Yes. Um, so, with with that being said, where I'm at now, um, the guy who runs it, the school, he's uh, he's very much that type, and he was maybe the first or second instructor that I've seen teach this way. And um, it's again, it's like like you said, for me, it's it's like mind blown it's like oh they so it, like he teaches in theories like he'll teach you like the basic steps or whatever but then he'll teach you like this is the why behind it and then when you yes. when you learn the why behind it you're able to kind of apply the why into other techniques and and then you see how things kind of chain together and big picture stuff so the the why behind it is is what i'm 
used to now as far as what I, you know, back in the day, like I said, it was, yeah, it was, it was old school Brazilian jiu-jitsu where it was just like, uh, you know, arm, arm 50 arm bar uh, for warm-ups, like for part of the warm-ups. So you just sit there and just like swing your legs around somebody, 25 to one side, 25 to the other. And then you switch partners, do it again. And then you do that like three or four times just to get the most. Like there is there is something to that as well, obviously. But uh, absolutely. But um, for me to like to learn. Uh, but I think also that comes with like the higher belt thing. So it's like if you have the foundation, then you're able to to better appreciate the why behind whatever the movements are. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like I'm, you know, your schools, too, where you come in as a white belt and then you just start rolling that day and people are like, I don't know what I'm doing. And they're like, you'll learn. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, there's that training environment. And then there's that like at GB, you know, you aren't going to have live sparring um, until you're a three-stripe white belt. You can't, you know, there's drilling technique and there's some positional sparring, stuff like that, you know, um, but they want to make sure that you have, a fundamental understanding of, of several things before you can just like jump out there and, and go at it with each other. And I'm sure that that's, um, you know, an insurance based decision in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I think it's good. I don't think it's that, I don't think it's bad. You want the person that you're rolling with. And so I think that shapes going back to that whole, like, do you train with white belts question, right? It, your gym your experience rolling with white belts is also going to differ from gym to gym oh for sure yeah because if you just throw them out there and you're like defend yourself <laughs> um <laughs> how <laughs> hey, don't just don't die yeah. and then uh, we'll see you on the other side you yeah. know like it's good good luck to you best yeah. of luck to you it's only three minute rounds you'll be okay Longest three yeah, exactly. of <laughs> <laughs> some guy just like smothering you with his man titties yeah. for three minutes you're all welcome to jujitsu you know um yeah, i think i tasted his sweat <laughs> i'm pretty sure i broke a rib yeah <laughs> yeah oh. but then the white belts also start fighting back like you know like it's a prison riot and not a jujitsu class so you know, I think everybody's having a different I train with white belts experience. And I, I, I have a lot of patience with people like um, this one gal came in and she was obviously sort of familiar with jujitsu. Her, she came in because her man was training with us, you know, those situations. Um, so she came in and she asked if, she, if I want to roll. I'm like, yeah, okay. And we slap, bump, and this bitch jumps at me like, I mean, like there's a trophy, you know, something, just winning something, meat, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just like going balls to the wall. And so I'm just kind of like letting her, you know, you, you do the thing. You're like, you listen to their breathing, you wait, eventually they're like, oh, fuck, I'm really tired. And then you can start moving again and but she rolls with that sort of intensity all the time. Like she's genuinely just trying to murder you. You know, she doesn't have that, like quit being nice problem. That's not, she's not having that problem. Which is great. <laughs> I mean, more power to it. Right. You know what you expect. You know what you're right. getting into. Open she's book. like, do you want to roll? You're like, yeah, I'll take that one this yep. time. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, but the funniest part was I asked her, I said, are you going to compete? 
she has a very competitive spirit, obviously, right? It might suit her very well. She goes, oh, God, no, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm just here to beat you all up. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. I was like, no, no, the, the energy that you have now, that's for the other people. Yeah. <laughs> Those are for, that's special occasion energy. If you break all of your training partners because you're busy, like, kneeing me in the side of the head and, <laughs> you know, like... Don't bend my fucking fingers. Um, <laughs> let go of my fingers. Yeah, please. Thank you. That's my money. Um, <laughs> that's my money. You break it, you buy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but I just thought that was the best reaction ever. Oh, no. I'm, t- I'm too scared to, to compete. I'm like, really? Because I thought you were going to eat my face. <laughs> I thought you were on bath salts yeah, when you came in. I was to say you roll like you're on bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, white belts. Yeah. Oh, and GB does a thing too where they do a master's class where it's people over 40. And you can do, you know, there's, it's more like an advanced class where they drill some technique and then they let you spar. You're, you're rolling. And so white belts who have no experience rolling are in there because they assume if you're over 40, um, you have some decorum, right? You have some idea of like not wanting to be injured or injure other people, but that's inaccurate. It has to be. Statistically yeah. speaking, yeah. The guy who broke my ribs was was master's class um, white belt. Plural? Yeah. How many? Two. I got two of my ribs busted. Yeah, was good. They were high up though, so I could still, you know, breathe. No. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Lay down. Yeah, no. I'm waiting for the honest Seems answer. Off, yawn. <laughs> no. Anything. anything. Poop. Stretch. You can't even poop when your ribs are busted, Nothing. you guys. You can't poop. <laughs> dread. You dread everything. Yeah. The only thing you don't dread is just shallow breathing in place on the couch <laughs> that's the only time you're living your life no my head i'm so lightheaded <laughs> i haven't had a proper breath in two months so good the dave though that first full inhale shit is so good it's better than sex danny you ever broke your rib danny you ever broken anybody else's rib No, he's leaving. (laughs) Where are you going? That looks like a bathroom. Close the door. Close the door. He's leaving it open. Close the door. Look away. (laughs) He's for us right now. I double clicked the screen. I went to the bathroom. No, I've turned away from my left. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the D-Pad Podcast. Um, just wanted uh, to let you guys know that you can follow us on Instagram at the D-Pad Podcast. Uh, we are also on Twitter. Uh, nobody logs into that, so don't bother. Uh, you can also follow me, Jay, at is okay. Uh, Danny at Danny Patrick DJJ. And, of course, Tony at 
jits underscore bitch that is b-i-t-c-h uh we look forward uh to you new listeners if you're just listening for the first time thank you and uh make sure to tell your friends about us 